Welcome to the F3 Gateway Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sexy Dan, and I'm so glad you're listening today. This episode is brought to you by no one, because this podcast is completely free, just like one of our workouts. Head over to F3Nation.com to find a location near you. Welcome back to another episode of the F3 Gateway Podcast. Today I'm joined by Seltzer and Camelot. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hello. We're here for another health and nutrition roundtable, specifically to talk about a six-week warrior challenge coming up. We're going to discuss lifestyle assessment, habits and motivation, food and calorie tracking, and some tips for your six-week journey or maybe even a lifestyle change. But let me first say that we are not professionals, and this podcast is for information only. F3's mission is to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership, and the first F stands for fitness. In F3 lingo, we call that the king, the daily discipline of physical training the body. And a lot of us are really good at that, and some of us may not be as good. But listen, there is a kingdom that we're trying to build, and that doesn't just include the king, it includes the queen. And the queen is the daily discipline over what we put into our body. So if we think about chess, once the queen leaves the board, it's not long before the king finds himself checkmated. So just because you work out six days a week does not mean that you can eat all you want. Now, let me stop. Okay, I want to save this all for the group discussion. Let me turn it over to Seltzer to give you an overview of the six-week warrior challenge, how it began, his results from last year, and maybe even how it affected his life. So Seltzer, take it away. Yeah, Sexy Dad, thanks for having me on. I uh, I had joined F3 last September, and I'd been going to workouts, posting at workouts for maybe six weeks before I saw Shortcake and La Cordita had set up this weight loss challenge. They were doing teams of four. There was an individual component as well. And I I don't know who the EH came from, but a couple of us decided to sign up. And it was, you know, it was my first time tracking calories. I didn't quite know what I was getting into. But we had dozens of of teams and individuals from across the mega region compete last year. And and, uh, the rules are real simple. It's you weigh in the first day. And every week you weigh in again and over six weeks, whatever team loses the most weight by percentage is the winner. So over six weeks is is kind of a good amount of time to get in, get in some good routines, get in some good habits. You know, it's, it's, it's not a perfect score, but it's a, it's a good way to just kind of evaluate yourself and, and track yourself and really focus on what you're eating and pair that with, with getting out there and, getting good workouts in. Yeah, the team that the team that loses the most weight over 6 weeks is the winner, gets half the pot and the other half goes to a food pantry charity. So it's uh, it's a good way to kind of work with your shield lock, work with you know the guys that you post with a lot and try to really hone in on your on your diet, your nutrition and and focus over 6 weeks uh, and do it with your brothers in F3. Awesome. Thank you for that. And some things uh, just to add, I think it's three to four people per team. 
the goal is to lose lose weight, but really to build build good habits and maybe learn some things that you might not uh, have uh, been privy to before in your lifestyle. As you mentioned, tracking calories, you've never done that before, but now it's something that maybe is a little more part of your life. Can you talk a, a little bit about your results from last year and 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 maybe how that kind of impacted maybe your perception on things or your family life or work life, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I have, I have friends that are, you know, take the fitness, the nutrition, the workouts real seriously and, and really know how to count macros and get serious about it. I was fortunate enough to kind of be with one of those guys on, on my team. And, and I sort of followed his lead. I, I did a couple simple things. I downloaded uh, the, my fitness pal app, and I just pretty religiously put everything in there. I was tracking every 12 or 16 ounces of water um, and, and every meal. I was, I was kind of weighing, you know, three, six ounce portions, um, you know, and it, it works. I, I had never really counted calories before, but uh, that MyFitnessPal, and, and there's others out there, but the MyFitnessPal one is real easy. You can scan barcodes. You can, you know, do, do any metric. And it counts it up for you and it divides it and gives you some interesting insights. So, you know, you'd start getting in a routine of doing that day after day. You know, if you kind of buy in, it it feeds a, a cycle. I think what it did was it kind of balanced me out. You know, I, I found myself going to extra workouts because I wanted to burn the extra calories. I found myself snacking healthier and, and cutting out some of the, you know, weeknight booze and um, it was good, you know, and, and you don't see results super quick right away or, or I didn't, but week over week, the, the pounds start flying off. If you, if you hadn't been doing it before and you're, you're in a place where you're really accelerating, you're going to a lot of workouts and you've got, if you've got the fat to lose, yeah, you, you see results going that method. So it certainly, certainly worked for me. And I know it worked for a lot of guys. Thanks Seltzer for going through that and uh, just curiosity's sake how much weight did you lose i lost almost 25 pounds that's awesome man that's great i think this is a good segue into kind of our group discussion so we've kind of set up what this challenge is and and what it's about fitness and nutrition you said something that made me think of our, our first topic i want to cover if you have the weight to lose so I think it's important that the listeners out there, they do a lifestyle assessment. So do an inspection of your body. Use your eyes and your hands. Do you have love handles? Do you have a beer belly? You know, are there indicators that there is excess weight on your body? And and if so, then that's an opportunity uh, for you to, you know, participate in this challenge or to make some adjustments uh, in your life. So let's go ahead and Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that. You know, we're using weight as the measurement. So let's talk a little bit about lifestyle and, and some of the things that might be in our lifestyle with instant gratification and, and social media and fast food joints. You know, let's, let's open it up there and see where this takes us. Some things right off the bat. Obviously, I'll, I'll hit on the alcohol again. You know, I, I work for a, a big beer company here in town. It's summertime right now. I think, I think it's easy to, to reach for those and not realize how many calories are in you know, various drinks. 
tracking it, sometimes you think you're eating healthy. You know, you're having a, a big salad and you don't realize that some of the stuff in that and the salad dressing isn't healthy, right? So there's there's all kinds of easy, cheap, not nutritious food out there that is, you know, all too easy to to eat. Something like a nutrition program, you realize there's there's plenty of calorie dense food, lean meats, fruits and vegetables that will fill you up and leave you feeling great and just doesn't have all those empty calories. So the alcohol for sure, fast food, or, or even just the mindless eating, certainly takeout really probably got to me during the pandemic. I, I did a lot of, did a lot of takeout and that stuff. I mean, it's, it's just a calorie bomb. So there's all kinds of ways you can kind of take a look at your diet, what you're putting in your smoothies and big, big breakfast in the morning you know, going out for lunch and sandwich and fries and, and, you know, dinners and drinking on a Saturday, you know, I'll, I'll just speak personally on a Saturday, you can go out in the summertime, you, you have a bunch of beers with your buddies, hit two or three different restaurants. If it's a particularly fun weekend, I mean, that's, that can be 4,000 calories. It's, uh, it's eye opening when you kind of sit down and think about it. Yeah. For me, I think my first advice for everyone would be track what you're eating. It's not something that you have to do forever. Obviously, it's you know it's a six-week challenge. So doing it in that amount of time is, I think, it's still a big shift. It's a big change. But even just the the practice, the act of of recording everything that you eat, and then seeing seeing the macros, seeing the sugar, seeing the calorie count, is a huge huge reality check. Not just on what you've been eating, but it's a great recalibration on serving sizes. I heard someone had mentioned like what, what a tablespoon of peanut butter actually looks like. I use a kitchen scale goes down to like tenths of a gram, just recalibrating. I don't know, a few months, like every other month, I won't even track it. I won't even track everything that I eat on like my day-to-day basis, but I'll do that on and off to, sort of reset and adjust my portions and serving sizes and, you know, what I'm eating. And like long-term, it's not a, uh, it's not terribly onerous. You know, I had green beans uh, with dinner. I didn't track, I didn't track the green beans. I kept track of like how much roast did I eat and the potatoes, you know what I mean? There's not, while you're like trying to actually lose weight during the challenge, I think go go as hard as you can but the long-term lifestyle change that comes from that does not have to be that intense forever we're talking about it being not just this crash diet but a bigger a bigger shift and tracking tracking what you eat has never been easier it gives you the insight to know where am i going to get the easiest victories where am i eating stuff that is costing me a lot of a lot of fat or a lot of carbs or a lot of sugar that you know you don't really like that much um there's stuff that i i am much less willing to give up on like a weekly basis because i like it a lot like for me it would probably be pizza so i don't you know i don't have it all the time but i see you know how much it costs me so to speak to eat pizza and so i I still keep that in, but I limit that. Whereas honestly, 
sweets don't do it as much for me. But my my first advice for everyone, the big the biggest life changing thing for me has been uh, tracking tracking everything that you eat. Thanks, guys. And just to add to that, I think you know what you're talking about is creating an awareness around what you're eating. You know, we can go and spend seven dollars in the drive-through and and throw twelve hundred calories, you know, into our bodies. But what are we actually eating? So creating an awareness around that. And and my fitness pal is great because depending on what you select, it has the nutritional components because they were either uploaded or coordinated to be uploaded from the manufacturer and they're in the system. So you can look at nutrients and things if you want to geek out on it, or you can just look at raw calories. Now, I think, it, I think it's important that using the app is going to help give you that awareness. But I also think understanding um, what highly processed foods, with, which we hit on, candy and soda and sweets and chips and, you know, breads. Most breads are highly processed and they're simple carbs. And basically what that means is, or, or refined carbs, basically what that means is they've been heavily processed and many of the nutrients have been stripped uh, from them. And, and I've even heard of instances where rice has been stripped and then colored to be brown. So you have to really watch if you're going to eat a brown rice, what, what kind of brown rice is it, what brand is it, and what was the process that went into uh, creating that rice. So keeping an eye on, on those refined carbs, simple carbs, reducing your sugars and starches. I think that's going to be very helpful. And that's unfortunately a lot of common stuff that is in fast food and the cheaper items, maybe at the grocery store sometimes. So maybe keeping an eye on that, but to circle back with the app, you know, using the app. So I think we touched on MyFitnessPal. There's MyPlate and Lose It. I think, are, are three free options. I also want to talk about intuition with eating. So sometimes we're not listening to ourselves when we're out eating. And I just think of going to a Mexican restaurant and you get that basket of chips and all of a sudden you've eaten five bad. Do you want more chips? Yeah. I'll take another basket of chips. Of course it's free. I'll take another basket. All of a sudden five baskets of chips later and then your meal comes and you know, you're full. You're like, man, I feel really full. And then you eat your meal still, you have another margarita. So I think using some of that intuition as well. Um, but imagine logging a basket of chips each time that you got it, what awareness that might give you. Yeah, it, it can be eye-opening for sure. If you haven't done it before. I, I think six weeks is a good time and you guys hit on it. it, it it's not sustainable to do it for every meal forever, right? You, you shouldn't, but it's a, it's an opportunity to kind of look at, look at everything you've been eating and where you want to go, what your goals are and, and, and measure it. Yeah. You learn a lot about, about different foods. Uh, and, and you find yourself not eating as many chips. I used to do this thing where I would crush all the chips in the basket. My wife, completely hated me for doing it because that we would get the other basket of chips i'd eat a chip and then i'd go why did we get this bad and then i'd crush them all 
So, because who wants the crumbs at the bottom of the basket of chips? You know, <laughs> nobody wants those. So that was my method to try and overcome that. You're like uh, Cortez burning the ships. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So there you go. You you can track it with the app, or you can just crush all the food with your fists <laughs> when you're feeling full. So either you should you pick the option. <laughs> that uh, you touched on it and it's not something i've had to i've had to deal with or sort through but i know a lot of guys they are gonna say like oh let's cut back on uh, this is where some people at you know cut let's cut back on fast food or takeout or like what whatever that they want to have less of and they have a mutiny on their hands smashing the chips at at El McWay is one thing. Um, insisting that we not go is much bigger. Have either of you, have either of you had to like get you know uh, get some buy-in in those big lifestyle changes? Because I eat my own thing for breakfast and lunch, but we eat dinner as a family. And making some like unilateral decision about what we're going to eat or not eat, where we're going to go or not go, what we're going to have or not have in the house is is really it's a tough change for you it's a really tough change for everyone else too yeah it definitely helps it definitely helps if you've got the whole household going in the same direction but you know it, it's not it's not a must you know for for me personally i do a lot of the cooking so you know if your if your partner's not weighing her food too like you know she doesn't have to but it's having those healthy options trying to trying to have lots of good foods around you know, it, no, no need to try to control or worry and stress too much about what your partner's eating. But you're right. I mean, it, it, it can be a lifestyle change for the whole family, for the whole household. If you're cutting back, you know, we're talking about a lot of the, the foods to cut, the, the, the bad behaviors to break. One thing I, yeah, I try to focus on is, is all the good foods, right? Like I, I kind of fell back in love with pork tenderloin and, and, uh, Brussels sprouts and some of these veggies that you realize you can eat a lot of and feel really good. And it's, it's the right calories. Right. Um, so, so I think that that playing up some of that can be a plus, you know, again, it's just six weeks. It's any, you can, anybody can get through it. If you got to do a cheat meal or something here and there, it's not going to kill you. I think when I, years ago, when I was, my wife and I were both sort of overhauling our diets. Cheat meals were, it's actually a cheat day. And we started with a cheat day once a week. Uh, we were doing, uh, I think it was slow carb or low carb. Um, there's a guy named Tim Ferriss who has a, uh, it's a diet, but it's not a diet, you know. And the <clears throat> getting, sort of getting off of these foods that I was addicted to, um, man, having having a day, at that point, it was just, you know, Saturday, like whatever I want, whatever it is that I'm craving the other days of the week, you can have it on Saturday. That was a huge, huge help for me. And those cheat days started off, it was like a terrible hedonistic binge of like every meal and snack was like carefully planned out to be something that I was craving, probably an insane amount of food. And then over the months, over the months, the it went from a day to a meal and, and gotten, went from, you know, um, every week to every two weeks. 
and the as far as I know, the experts have said that you don't undo the entire week in a day of bad eating. It does set you back, but it's not it's not a two steps back, one step forward thing. That was a huge help for me, the psychological relief of being able to say I can have this in the next week. That got me through. Have either of you guys ever encountered when when you're going you're going steady or you're you're on a really good path and then you you fall off a little bit yet you're reaching for the chips or you have the cheat meal that like oh you know the 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 day's ruined the plans ruined might as well might as well have another might as well have another have you ever kind of fallen off and had had that experience and how do you how do you deal with that and get get back into a good routine again yeah i've been there that and you know what I think us as humans and how we're, this is just my opinion, how we're kind of educated these days about failure. Failure is seen as a bad thing, but you learn when you fail, you learn when you try and don't achieve. And I think this is just another case. You have to become comfortable with the fact that you're not going to be successful at everything and that you're going to make a misstep. You know, that's translatable to everything. And if we're talking about nutrition and diet, it might be that you brought your lunch to work and your buddies and everybody was like, Hey, we're going to, we're going out for lunch. You want to join? And you got that perfectly good lunch that you prepped in the fridge and you decide to go out. And then it's just sitting there in the fridge and you're thinking about, I wasted that. Oh, and you get down on yourself. Well, yeah, you made a mistake, but it's important to assess what's occurred and pick it back up the next day. Give yourself some some outs. I have a buddy that his big thing is, and he eats out for lunch fairly often, but what he always does is he instantly cuts his lunch in half and he puts half in a container or to the side. <laughs> and And that's just his way of, that's how he handles it. And he's I mean, he's super skinny. Um, I wouldn't say he's muscular, though. He doesn't work out that often. But he's got the lunch meal cut in half deal figured out. So for me, for me, I definitely travel that path to answer your question. I would say frequently. But I think it's important. My way to approach it is to assess that, yeah, this isn't – I didn't feel good or this out made me feel or, you know, didn't get me to my goals, maybe revisiting – you know, why you're trying to eat this way or exercise this way and, and revisiting that, you know, is it written down somewhere that why are you doing it for your family, for your health, for your, another reason? So I'll, I'll stop there. And No, I, I think that's, yeah. that all makes a lot of sense. And I, I, maybe it's a personal observation. I think that's, that's where sometimes these challenges can get tripped up and you can fall off and kind of, kind of give up on it. I I just encourage guys to, you know, lean on their shield lock, lean on the, the guys they're, they're um, posting with and, and want to partner with on a challenge like this. Cause, cause it's, it's okay. And you're going to mess up. You're not going to be under 2000 calories for six weeks straight, but, you know, use something like this to, to um, be more mindful and, and stay steady with it. Yep. Yep. And, and I would say to, let's say you cut something out and you just feel horrible. I mean, 
your body's telling you something. So you probably went too fast. So dial it back, you know, maybe add a little bit of that back in, you know, listen to what's, what's going on. And it's not failing if you made the decision to eat very little carbs and then your body just said, you know, you, you were very lethargic and you were just getting nothing done at work and home life sucked, you know, and it's telling you something, your body felt weird. It's telling you something. So take a step back. You took it. You took too big of a step. Take a baby step. Maybe cut out something in that realm, and go from there. You know your body does won't change overnight. You don't learn a language. You know from one lesson uh, online. So same thing. We're learning a new language. Our body's learning a new language. So listen to it and adjust accordingly. To pick up on that i know when i have when i have you know eaten half a bag of chips um it's it's almost always like after 10 p.m um i mean it is always after 10 p.m and the other thing the i am at least in my life um cutting or restricting cutting out alcohol or restricting it to like specific days is a huge help a a force multiplier as they say because i will probably be up later and i'm always making worse decisions about what i eat if i'm having beer you know it it just like terrible food tastes great with beer oh yeah (laughs) i don't know what it is about that but yeah, if I'm not having that, and it's not like, oh, we're like we're 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 celebrating, we're having a party, everybody, relax, having a good time, just eat whatever. It's way easier to to not do that if if I'm not uh, thrown back, even if it's you know Michelob Ultra. <laughs> Hey, 99 uh, calories. It's fine. Which I would recommend as you, I would recommend you switch to that um, if you're. <laughs> If you're a beer guy, at least temporarily. Um, but the other great thing, like I didn't have this in the past, but if I do eat half a bag of chips, you know, that sucks. And I feel bad about myself, but I probably won't. I will probably feel like I'm back on the wagon after a beatdown. Um, yeah. You know, like within within hours of that of that indulgence, I'm going to do something that makes me feel like I'm back on track. And that's not, that's something that, you know, if you're, if you're in F3, then you've already got that part down. And for me, I know some guys feel like they, when they exercise, that's like a psychological excuse to, to splurge or binge or eat extra. But for me, it's a, it feels like, I feel like a healthy person. It's like I, I'm in this healthy exercise fitness mindset just by exercising and it feeds into better decisions for me. So I know falling off the wagon is is rough, and once I do it, it's like, well, for the day, I tend to like just compound that. But having having a beatdown in the morning definitely resets the next day for me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The beatdowns are a great reset. It's a, we all know it's a great way to start the day, and then you know, and talk to your guys at at your AO because I've picked up a ton of tips and and tricks from guys that have experimented with intermittent fasting or told me, you know, Hey, you can have a protein shake with almond milk. It doesn't have to be whole milk. I mean, there's all kinds of 
things you can do. And, and, um, you know, you're right. I mean, the beat down, you get out there, you, you burn 500, 600 or more calories. And then, um, you're starting the day right and, and lean on the guys around you that have gone through these journeys or have picked up some of these healthy habits because there's lots of ways to do it right. Coming back to that accountability, that's we're kind of dancing around that a little bit. You talked about at home having a similar lifestyle or similar similar goals. Maybe it's just not that everybody has to eat the same way. But maybe it's just being audible about it, being, you know, telling your spouse or telling your family, hey, this challenge is going on. I've signed up with three other guys. Be my accountability partners. Your kids are going to be, if you have kids, are going to be very honest. Your wife is going to be there or spouse is going to be there very honest with you. So maybe just make it vocal and same thing, like you said, Seltzer, talk to the guys at your beatdowns about it and just you know, let, if it's out there, then you're going to be accountable to more people. And that'll help with your motivation. It'll help overcome your maybe a low ability to not eat that bag of chips. But the the repercussions that might come from that, your wife or, or spouse seeing that half eaten bag of chips and then going, uh, hey, Camelot, uh, I saw there was a beer in the in the recycle bin and a half eaten bag of chips. What happened last night? So I encourage everybody to be vocal about it. My wife does that all the time. Does she? Oh, looks like looks like you had a good time last night. <laughs> or it's uh, or it's. Did you eat the chips? Did you eat the last of the chips? <laughs> I have to tell you, I really resonated with the with the drinking the beer because my wife will tell me once I have one beer, it's like I want snacks, hmm. and I think that's the biggest benefit of not drinking alcohol is the cravings for, for terrible, delicious, non-delicious, healthy food for you. Yeah. Even when I had uh, cut back on uh, almost everything else, like the, the one time, like one day a week I had fast food was the day that I, the day that I would go grab a six pack of PBR and like, well, I'm having, you know, Taco Bell and, and tall boys, they just go together. And just like psychologically junk food with beer was like, this is what, this is what we, this is what we have. Um, and just cutting out one made it a lot easier. I, I agree. I agree. It, it helps to just, you know, say, Hey, Monday through Thursday, I'm, I'm not gonna this, you know, this weekend I'm going to be good. You know, it's, it's not always fun or it's, it's maybe a little different to sit there and, count the drinks just like you're counting the calories but you know we talked about switching to mick ultra and having having light beers that's one way to do it you or you could you could sit and enjoy your ipa and have your one uh maybe that works or or like you guys are saying sometimes it's just easier to cut it out altogether, and because then you're getting probably a better night's sleep you're skipping the snack and you're getting out of bed earlier the next morning you know so tr- try different things and and Certainly, uh, there's healthier habits we can all be making here and, and cutting some weight. So, yeah, the, the, the alcohol is at the center of it for me as well. And uh, it's probably an easy sell with with uh, the kids. And, like, nobody's nobody's pushing for you to drink more, probably, in your house. 
Um, I, uh, I also, we were talking about accountability. I haven't used this and I don't know if it's on the free mode, but my fitness pal has a way to like share your food diary. I have not used that. I assume the other applications do as well, have a way to make your, the food that you're logging, not public, but at least visible to others. Um, that would be a, an extreme way to let your shield lock see everything that you're eating. And then if you wanted, you know, you could develop a, a culture within that team of actually looking through what everyone else is eating and interrogating them about it. In life. Yeah. Yeah. My group, we shared kind of the highs and the lows that we didn't get too uh, extreme about it. You know, if somebody would go and hit subway and just have the foot long double meat, double cheese, it's like, you know, we'd give them, give them a little, but you know, at the same time, you can share the wins too. If you find a few days in a row, you're kind of under your goal and you step on the scale and you see you've lost more than you thought you were gonna, you know, that, that little stuff helps you kind of get through it and uh, cheer each other on for sure. I wanted to mention about the scales, the, and if you guys have more experience with this, I, I haven't used the scale a ton. I usually go off of, uh, how tight my pants feel. Um, but the scale stuff, uh, weigh-ins, um, i see a huge difference just in like the time of day that I weigh myself. Um, so if you can keep that, if you can keep that consistent, um, day of the week, time of day. And to be honest, if I, I do that, I only count it as like, this is accurate, truly accurate. If it's in the morning, after I've gone to the bathroom, but before I've eaten breakfast, um, which doesn't always happen. But if you can hit that and then hit that every, you know, like that is your, because you need a baseline, right? Um, and those things do matter. And if you're not, if you're not nailing that, you know, window, what you lost or gain can be masked, especially if you're just weighing in once a week. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's the best time for it. Get up, go to the bathroom, weigh yourself before you get dressed for the beatdown. You know, there's maybe different schools of thoughts on doing it every day versus doing it weekly because you're going to see daily fluctuations. But I thought it was good to, to do it daily and kind of have it just have the number, something to track, and you're going to see the daily fluctuations. But week over week, it'll, it'll go down. So I, I agree. It's a good time to do it. Yeah, another thing I might recommend, so say you have those cheat weekends or days or whatnot, you know, it might be best to wait until you're in the core of that week, you know, maybe a Wednesday hump day, maybe that's the day. And then you avoid those fluctuations that your body's going to see from those cheat meals and things of that nature. So just one more thing to add there. And then coming back to the MyFitnessPal, sharing your diary. So if you have... Here's a, here's a positive thing with it instead of an accountability thing. So say you have a partner or somebody that's eating the same meal as you and they log it, you can copy it into your diary. Boom, you're done. So get your wife on board, get your spouse on board, make them do it, and then you copy it. But you pretend like you typed it all in as well. Nice. There you go. Let me just recap real high level what we were talking about. So, you know, do an assessment of yourself. You know, that might be just a visual inspection. Look at yourself in the mirror, 
take some pictures and, and assess, do you have some fat to lose? Are you maintaining? Are you gaining? You know, where are you? And benchmark that and use that as a, a point uh, in time to assess what you need to do during this challenge. Two, focus on small habits and things to change. Don't try and change it all, but definitely create a list for yourself on, on where you can improve, where your shortcomings are. Is it that half bag of chips? Is it the, the, tr- the pizza order at 8 p.m., which is my problem? You know, what is it? List those out. And, and now you have a roadmap of things that you can work on during these six weeks. And you just start with the top one. Maybe it's hydrating more. Maybe it's uh, not eating out for lunch. You know, pick one of those and start there. And, and lastly, we talked about food tracking. My fitness pal, lose it, my plate. Um, stay away from those processed foods and those simple carbs, sugars and starches. Maybe limit the alcoholic drinks, one for calories, but two, because it might excite those cravings and you'll be bringing Taco Bell home or some or eating something else. And I think this brings us to, so I think that summarizes what we've talked about and it brings us to the do list. So Seltzer, will you close us out by talking about the do's for the six week uh, warrior challenge? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, do track your food, you know, do take a, a before photo, do drink lots of waters, you know, stock your fridge with, with fruits and vegetables and lean meats. Do try to push yourself for an extra workout or two and, and burn the calories, you know, do be accountable to yourself and to your, to your shield lock commit and, and challenge yourself to something maybe you haven't tried before or, or to get yourself to that next level. What am I missing? No, I, I think you hit it good. Uh, and I would say the one thing that wasn't on our notes here was, I think do reflect. Reflect on your week, the ups and downs. I think you hit on it, you know, with you talking to your your group of guys doing this. Your ups, your downs, where can you improve? And then that helps set you up for the next week as you, as you jump into it, so... Seltzer, Camelot, I really appreciate you guys joining me today to talk about health and nutrition in the Six Week Warrior Challenge. It'll be on Slack for those that are F3 members. And and for those that aren't, pick something this week and challenge yourself to improve it with regards to your nutrition. Thanks, everybody, and have a great week.